All your favorite CBC podcasts are now available on YouTube. The best in award-winning true crime investigations, hilarious comedies, vibrant pop culture conversations, and even more audio series are all available on CBC Podcast's YouTube channel. You'll also find exclusive video first episodes, YouTube shorts, and behind-the-scenes content from our hosts and producers that you can't find anywhere else. So if YouTube is your go-to source for podcasts, just search CBC Podcasts and hit subscribe, and you'll never miss the latest update. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. So Back to Back Theatre is doing some pretty important work. Back to Back, if you don't know them, is an Australian theatre company. They've been around for over 30 years, and they're all about challenging the assumptions that you might have about theatre and challenging the assumptions that you might have about, well, one another. Back to Back is driven by a group of actors who have intellectual disabilities, who identify as neurodivergent. And the plays that they stage are co-written and created by these actors, and it's done very well for them. Back to Back has won awards all over the world. Uh, They won the International Ibsen Award, which is like the Nobel Prize for theater. So Back to Back Theater is in Canada right now. They have a show called The Shadow Whose Prey the Hunter Becomes. They just did 10 performances at Canadian Stage in Toronto. Uh, Starting today, they're going to Vancouver. The heart of the play is the question, when artificial intelligence overtakes human intelligence, how will we be treated? And it draws some really interesting and thought-provoking comparisons between the post-AI world and the experience of so many people who are disabled or neurodivergent. You're going to hear more about that in a minute. But just like many of Back to Back's productions, the play examines themes that have universal appeal, addresses some pretty important questions around the human condition, and how we treat one another, especially folks who are neurodivergent. Earlier this week, the actor from the company Scott Price, as well as the tour director Daniel Schlusser, joined me in our studio. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks for having me on the arms on the CBC again. Really glad to be here. It's great to have you. How are you finding Canada so far? Oh God, like we're really cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, yes, it's probably not so bad now because I think you know, like yeah, it's probably been a bit like a bit balmy. I reckon. Yeah, but yeah. uh, it's been a good run, good theater run in Canada so far. Oh, it's so it's been fantastic. Yeah, we've been quite incredible. I mean, the audiences have been fantastic. Um, They've just been, you know, amazing. I'm glad to hear it. Daniel, how's it been for you? Yeah, I second that. We've had 10 shows and they've been thoroughly sold out and and standing ovations every night with great enthusiasm and great conversations afterwards. We've had some fantastic connections with local groups here and done a bit of uh, public work talking to students. Where where have you been going out, Scott? Like universities, um, you know, just before, or, or, so how's he called, so the lobby, stuff like that. How's that? Oh, uh, like, it's pretty overwhelming. I mean, like, yeah, for, um, so for a person with, um, with autism, I mean, I get overwhelmed, like, yeah, like, by the sheer amount of people say, tell me, like, yeah, how, um, so how great of a job I've done. I think I get pretty overwhelmed by that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. How did you start performing in the, in the first place? Like in this show, or like when in, I was just, in general, like when you were when you were younger. Uh looking you know, at so I can't say this here. So due to the obvious horrific nature will happen to me, I um can't promote anything about my um so about my school life here because it was um so it was so pretty horrific. So I can't promote that. Um, but um so I will say this. So so I um 
So, you know, actually, no, Joe, so it was actually partly due to the um, so national distribution insurance schemes here, where, where people with disabilities didn't have a say in their employments here. Yeah. I think I found that category. Um, yeah, I just, yes, yeah, so I think I wanted to work like it, and I'm in so computers and technology. I think I um, sort of fell through that. So, yeah, sh- long story short. And and you've been involved with the theatre company since 2007. How did you yes. f- How did you first get involved with them? Well, as I said before, again, it was um, so it was full auditions, so just in a nutshell. What What did you like about it? What did you like about about um, acting when you first started doing it? Oh, not much really. I mean, just um, I think as I said before, again, like yeah, I um, yeah, I actually know you. I um, used to leave the room quite. I went like, oh my god, what did I do that? It was <laughs> an interesting thing. But no, I think yeah, I um, I did really like it. Now was a given. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you're a well-known theatre director in Australia as well. You have your own theatre company. How did you first get involved in, with Back to Back? Back to Back run um, a whole bunch of other kind of community engagement programs, including, including another ensemble called Theatre of Speed, yeah. uh, which is a, a larger, less formal group. Um, participants come and go a little bit, and they often invite artists down from Melbourne to, to work with them. I think that was my first engagement with them. And then um, I had the great fortune, I, I just had to provide some help with their first tour of Small Metal Objects, um, which is yeah. the longest running show the company's done, to yeah. Germany. So I was helping out with some, with some translation stuff with them. And we went to Austria to develop a work, um, which never saw the light of day, which, but was wildly uh, ambitious public space work with a roaming yeah. audience in a, in an inner city park. And, um, yeah. We all toured together to that, so it's been yeah, it's been a long um, history since then, and now I get the privilege of trying to keep the show tip top through a, a sort of a uh, very long tour these guys have been on yeah. uh, this most recent tour. We um yeah we do all of the, like you know like the sort of fitness stuff and just do all of um like your workouts and just before our shows so, you know so nothing like is um so it's a secret there but um yeah we just do all the workouts before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Try to keep yourself. Try to keep yourself healthy and, and, and going. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the show, the shadow whose prey the hunter becomes. And I, I mentioned this in, in the introduction. At the heart of the show is sort of a warning about the future of artificial intelligence. Uh, Scott, what is the warning? Well, so I think is well. So I think there's no warning for me because I think I'm so I'm for one for all of it here. But um, no, I think the warning. So I think some people think of the warnings here. Where um you know like AI is gonna like yeah so take over the jobs I think that's the real warning in itself but I think you know so if you take like yeah the so good from the bad events here so for example so the um the so Beatles tracks here which people probably see on YouTube here yeah. so those the so here and now here those actually created so created by um pure on AI and other materials like um such as people's like vocal tracking so yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they were able to use AI for kind of good there. They were able to take like old existing tracks of old Beatles yeah. songs and turn them into something good. Yeah. But I feel like your show is sort of warning about the, the dangers of it. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah, it has said before again, like, I mean, like AI is going to take over like people's jobs. I mean, people are quite, um, are quite so fearful of that. I think people are um, fearful because um because they, they fear of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, the, the 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 play draws really interesting parallels between the future of AI and the experience of of neurodivergent people or, or or disabled people. Can you tell me more about that? 
Yeah, I can. Um, so I, as I said, like yeah. So, so I was actually um, I was bullied in um in school. So yeah, booties and most hair wasn't pretty at all. I think that's the story which I um so no one actually so shown in me um so in the actual pace. Yeah. But no, I think what it is um yeah. So because of all the um these abuses which I um so received here, pretty horrific stuff there. Pretty horrific. I think I um was what you call it. Yeah, um, a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the play sort of makes the case that like it, as AI keeps going, um, you know, uh, it, it's something that we're all going to have to sort of grapple with in this world. I think it is. Yeah, I think people are going to have to be like yeah, like so we trained like so to actually so to use the um so the actual so technologies here. I think it's going to be a interesting sort of thing. You know, yeah, so in so in the future, say maybe like so twenty to thirty, even like forty years from now, here. I think well, where people are going to have to actually use AI set in order um, to survive. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you're pretty close to the play by this point after touring it for mm. a while uh, behind the scenes. Uh, what was exciting to you about it? Oh, I, it r- would rank up there in the top 10 of theatre pieces I've ever seen, regardless of loyalty. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's such an elegant combination of form and content. And, you know, the the conversation that you're alluding to in terms of the future of AI and, and the comparisons with disability, it it actually has a kind of lived experience on stage during the show. It's a, it's as much about a, a democratic process as well, where what decisions do we make for individuals? What do we make for the group? Are they the same? Um, there's a there's a real contest of ideas that's happening, and it happens. Uh, you know, it, it's an ongoing conversation, and yeah. and each of the in, in individual ensemble members are, are have different opinions on that, and that's just fine yeah. in this company. It's it's a really mm-hmm. great uh, holding space for a lot of different personality styles yeah. and, and viewpoints. Daniel mentioned the sort of divergent viewpoints presented in the, in the show. At one point in the show, your castmate says that when AI takes over, everyone will experience a lot of things that disabled and neurodivergent people already experience. Mm. Feeling labeled, struggling to be understood. There's a part of the play where you talk about, uh, Scott, about how people don't always understand what you're saying. And there's, there's a really poignant part of the show where you have a conversation <laughs> with Siri about how frustrating that oh, can be. Oh, God, I tell you what, so people get, you know, so people get a lot so confused here, like, yeah, about um, so what I say. See, I think it's like, it's called a, it's a different aut- autistic dialect, so dialect. What it is, you know, I think, so, so when I say something, you know, it's just like, uh, what the hell is he, so what the hell is he, um, so is he talking about? It's, um, I think, you know, so people just, I just very quite so, so, uneducated here on, um, on, on what I need to say, and that's apparent. So, I think there's a lot to it beneath the eye. Yeah, I think I think so too. We'll be right back. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday. Band on the Run, Hey Jude, and McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, Here, There and Everywhere. Listen to Season 2 of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tom Power, you're listening to Q. Here's more of my conversation with Scott Price and Daniel Schlusser from the Back to Back Theatre Company. Do you, yeah. what's the, what, what goes on in the play in that conversation you have with, with Siri? You kind of have a conversation with, like, with the AI yeah, I in do. it. Oh, I think it's meant to be um, Daniel so, so, 
Correct me if I'm if I want to. I think it's meant to be like yeah, um, a a actual relationship with the AI. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That's right. And the yeah. AI asserts that um, because they've been talking for yeah. some years, that they know each other and that they have, you know, in, in an intimate sense, that they know each other. Yeah. And and um, Scott's character admits this might be possible. It's not. It's not a clear yeah. cut case. But it, that's the mm. question that's being raised. What is uh, knowledge of somebody else actually? Yeah. Is it is it conversation? In which case, yes, the AI has just well, its I right. Well, yeah, like, yeah, so I think people have to make up their own minds about it. It could be like, yeah, um, hey, so intimate so relationship or could it be something else. There's also a, a relationship with the with the surtitles. There's a running real-time transcription uh, above yeah, the stage. Yeah, there is. And you, and you have a conversation with that software. Can you describe that for me, for people who haven't seen it, uh, Scott? All right, so, so that's actually one by um by my so close friend and um and so, so stage manager so Alana Hoggart there who does all like you know like yeah, the um, pushing of the buttons there to yeah. make the AR ones there. I think um yeah so be, so the so relationship of the um so of the AI says um so it's just um that so sellers so kinds of things that it, it's um so it's a monster you know so someone will can probably actually like yeah too so influence it there. And I just use like has arms so has a tool uh, of a relationship. Uh, Daniel, what, what's that? What are those scenes like for you when you're watching the sort of relationship between some of the actors on stage with the with the surtitles? It's it's a pretty novel device in the, in the playing. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, the whole thing is a kind of back to back theater unplugged experience. You know, they they're, yeah. they're quite famous for their massive visual spectacle shows that have toured festivals. Mm-hmm. This one is uh, nothing is in the room that is not hasn't got a practical application in a theatre. So, um, so are you saying this is like so this is a um, a acoustic um sort of <laughs> basically? Yeah. Um, and they uh and they use it. It is just a practical tool in in its it first iteration, and uh, as it gets more complex. And their relationship with it, and our relationship with it as audience, gets far more complex. And, yeah. and as Scott was just saying, you know, some, sometimes antagonistic, sometimes uh, desperately oh, useful. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, it's in fact we got a wonderful gift from a, a local group um, called Soul Express. I think their name yeah, is. Yeah. What, what, what um, was so what was that gift like? Well, they put it up a, a part of our set. They remade oh, it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was yeah. So that was pretty amazing. In the foyer, and yeah. I think yeah, they had sorry, I'll quit that. So they had like yeah, these words around these like, useful, useful and like yeah, and um and so this useful around like AI and just be activism. Graffitied on this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Are you hoping that people who watch the show leave with a certain feeling, Scott? No, not even. I think yeah, just um, I think people just um needed like yeah, to see it to believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel, about uh, what kind of conversations are you hearing from people who see the show? There's no doubt that people, even the most uh, <laughs> uh, open-minded, enlightened individuals, mm. come into the theatre. Even they, I would say, have a, a, a little layer of condescension, and 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 some more so than others. Yeah. And I I really feel like mm. the the most sort of um, Gratifying maybe is the word, uh, but certainly kind of beautiful response mm-hmm. is to those people are turned about absolutely on their head when yeah. they can see the how skilled these performers are and, oh, how, they, yes. and how beautifully the piece is made. It, it, it turns your assumptions sideways. It's, yeah. it's yeah. really moving. You, you feel that too, Scott? I do. What do you hope that other theatre companies might get from this show? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty wild story, you know. Well, I have said before again, like yeah, so go see me on V, so performance this year, so and 
And so tell me what you guys think of it, see, because I, um, I just cannot explain much about it other than to say this, so, but people with disabilities, yeah, so, so do deserve better. Um, it's lovely to have you here, Scott. Thanks for being here. Anytime. Uh, and, and Daniel, thanks for being here as well. Great joy to talk to Scott and, and, and Daniel there. Scott Price is a member of the Australian theatre company Back to Back. Daniel Schlosser is the tour director. They both joined me here in our Q studio. If you're in Vancouver, you can check out The Shadow Whose Prey the Hunter Becomes at the Push Festival, opening today and running until February 3rd. That's it for the show today. Um, I don't know if you've opened up Netflix recently, but the trailer you might be hit with, the trailer I was hit with, is this a new documentary about We Are the World, you know, the song, We Are the World, USA for, for Africa. Um, Bob Geldof, we taped a conversation with him a few years ago, the musician and philanthropist, um, the guy behind Do They Know It's Christmas, the guy behind the Live Aid for Famine Relief in 1985 from the Boomtown Rats. We thought, given how much people are talking about this We Are the World and that day of, like, super groups and super concerts in, in aid for Africa, we thought it'd be nice to re-air that conversation with Bob Geldof. And we get into some pretty hard conversations around, was that ultimately a good thing that he did? That's tomorrow on the show. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.